Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm AJ Bianco, host of Reflect Ed, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey there, I wanted to record an episode today about using an entrepreneurial mindset in teaching. That's a big word to say. I almost couldn't say it. I almost couldn't type it out, honestly, either, but Being an entrepreneur is something that I have talked about before on this podcast, something I'm passionate about, as you know, or may not know if you're a new listener, so welcome. I am a entrepreneur. I own my own business. It has a lot of different contexts where this podcast right here is part of it. I have various products I offer to teachers and through my membership site and course. I do a lot of curriculum writing and work with other businesses and music ed companies. I have my feet in a lot of different fires, I guess you could say, but I wanted to talk about now that I'm also back in the classroom, what it's been like going from the classroom to being a business owner to now doing both at the same time, how it actually has helped me in teaching. And I, you do not have to own your own business. You do not have to do all the millions of things that I am doing to view yourself as an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who has a lot of different ideas, who gets excited about implementing something, who, yeah, you're just testing things and are excited to see where it goes. And so whether you have ever done anything outside of the classroom or you're in in the classroom daily teaching your students, I believe we all have a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit in us. So this episode kind of came from me recognizing things that have helped me tremendously since going back into the classroom after taking kind of a hiatus for doing other things for years and things that I think will help you as well. So the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that flexibility is huge. I am not shy about talking about the fact that I am a type A personality. I'm very, uh, I used to, well, I still am, but I used to be really rigid and it used to be hard for me to change up something or I wanted it to be my way or nothing. But the entrepreneurial mindset is having flexibility, knowing that things are not always going to go the way I want them to go. There's going to be days that are messy. There's going to be days and weeks that are just like not going the way you had planned. And so flexibility is something that has been huge. I have an example of this the music teacher, but also the curriculum coordinator at my school. And there were tech issues pretty much all week. There was 
in the music teaching side of things, we will speak into tech issues. I was going to show some Google Slides to the kids because we were going to do this rhythm counting thing together and Wi-Fi decided not to work. And I'm telling you, back in the day, I would have just stressed out and just probably gone home crying in my car. If I can be honest, I think it's okay to be proud of ourselves, right? I was so proud of myself because I remember feeling frustrated. I'm not going to lie to you, but the flexibility of me just going, you know what? We're just going to pivot and do something else. We'll try that next time. It's totally fine. Things happen. Oh, well. And what a teachable moment for the kids, because instead of seeing me fly off the handle or being really super overwhelmed for something that was totally out of my control, just being okay with it. Them seeing, you know, how many times have you guys seen like kids are so hard on themselves now? I think they're perfectionists a lot of times and want to do things right or they don't think they can make mistakes. And I think kids seeing us use flexibility, and that was just one example, of course, with tech issues, we've all been there, right? But if they can see us using flexibility, and they can see us not stressing about the small things, I think in return, that's going to be a teachable moment for them as well. So the entrepreneurial mindset takeaway from this is to be flexible as much as you can. There's going to be the best lesson plans in the world that don't go the way you want them to. There are going to be days where your students are just not listening. So pivot, have a different activity ready to go. There's going to be days where you're just not feeling the plan you had ready to go and you want to do something else. Just stay flexible. I mean, that is, I've said that word 20 times now, but that's the biggest piece of advice I can give you around that. The next thing I have learned is being an entrepreneur is slow growth is good growth. I know that building a business takes time. It is not overnight. It is not something that's just, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And then it, no, it takes time. This podcast took time to grow, to get listeners. And so going into my new school, I see where my students are. They're brilliant. They're amazing. But there's a lot. I'm trying to get them to where I want them to be. But at the same time, I'm not stressing myself out saying, well, the standards say third grade should be doing this and they're not. It's about giving, going back to the word flexibility, but also knowing slow growth is good growth. I'm taking my time. If I need to backtrack to some standards from first grade or second grade, oh, well, who cares? They're learning music. And I'm not even giving myself a, you know, a month of saying, okay, by this date, these students are going to be needing to do this by then. No. It is going to be me realizing that, okay, the growth that I'm experiencing teaching these students, but also the growth that my students are experiencing this year is going to roll into next school year when I'm going to be able to do much more with them because we're going to have a foundation in place and we're going to have a, a relationship built and they are going to have some of these foundational pieces that are hopefully they remember, let's be honest, but the fact that not rushing through trying to catch them up is so important. It has made things feel easier and not as stressful for me, but also for the kids to just show up and meet them where they're at. So I want to remind you of that whatever season you're in right now, whether you're a brand new teacher, whether you're at new school, whether you have a group of new students, whether you are teaching, I don't know, a new teaching method, or you got some new instruments, whatever. Slow growth is good growth. Do not set an unrealistic expectation upon yourself of trying to get from point A to Z in the fastest way possible. Another lesson I've learned is the fact that looking for new ways to do things is okay. I am the first to admit that I kind of just mentioned this earlier, right? That I get stuck in my ways. I want it to be one way. But being an entrepreneur, I can tell you right now that you have to continue pivoting and adapting. COVID, if it didn't teach us anything, it taught us that, right? 
but looking for new ways to do things instead of me being frustrated that going back to lessons that a certain lesson is not working well and me being frustrated with the students and frustrated with myself and thinking in my head they should be able to do this because we already did this and this to set them up for this lesson no it's about looking for new ways to do things and so I will sometimes on the spur of the moment say you know what stand up let's do this instead and sometimes those things make all the world of difference you just feel lighter right away and your students all of a sudden if you just try something a little bit differently it clicks in a way that it didn't with all the other ways you were trying I hear this a lot too well this is just the way I've always done it and I get that I do but when you're looking for new ways to do things Maybe it's a a fear of I've never done insert the blank. I've never used these instruments. I've never used this technology. I've never tried centers or whatever else you may be thinking. But go back to point number two, that slow growth is good growth. You don't have to know how to do it all. Just take a step and meet your students where they're at and know that eventually you maybe only know one thing about this new instrument you're teaching. Maybe it's ukulele. I don't know. And then As you continue going, you're going to know more than one thing about that. And then the next school year, you're going to feel even more confidence. So looking for new ways to do things is a good thing. And the last thing I want to share is the fact that it's okay to pivot when something isn't working, which literally ties into all the other other three points. Something's not working. Don't keep trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. You're going to feel so overwhelmed if you do that. So continue going and pivot when something's not working pivot, adjust, adapt, change it up. If you said you were going to teach this concept for three weeks and it's your students aren't ready to move on, then pivot and keep going or pivot, try something else and come back to it. Pivoting is huge. Sometimes it's just out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like if you're not thinking about it and your students aren't thinking about it, you come back in a couple of weeks with a fresh lens and everybody's ready to start back in on that again. So I hope that these points helped you. Let me run through them again one more time. Flexibility. Slow growth is good growth. Look for new ways to do things and pivot when something isn't working. Hang in there. You're doing fantastic. And I will see you next week with a new episode. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.